It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. Six thirty, Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you. It is 7.05, third period just underway. Pittsburgh Rangers still tied up. 1-1, four games tonight in the NHL. We will keep you posted as we go along. In about an hour, you will hear from three-time Super Bowl champion Troy Brown, who was in Edmonton today. You will find out why. I'm pleased to be joined in studio by two members of the 1966 Edmonton Oil Kings. That team going into the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame and uh, well-deserved. It is Bob Falkenberg and Al Hamilton. Bob, how are you doing? Just having a great night. It's a beautiful night out, and uh, happy to be with you tonight. So you get to spend this beautiful night outside in a room with no windows directly to the outside <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with a guy who never played hockey anywhere near the level you guys did. Al Hamilton here as well. Hey, Al. Good to be here. Uh, Al, I've done it with Al Hamilton. I've done this a few times. I've more times I've done it with Steve Hamilton though. Often in the uh, Steve and I always joke about meeting in the corridors of the Lloydminster Civic Center. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. When I was uh, covering the AJHL and he was he, he was uh, Fort Saskatchewan, then Spruce Grove. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One championship with Spruce Grove or two? I think one. He won a couple of championships. Won a couple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he uh, had a pretty good run there, and and uh, the uh, when they moved over from Fort Saskatchewan, they were building a pretty good squad there too. But uh, then he switched over to, to uh, the states, so right to uh, the Saints. Right on. All right, you guys. Well, well, thanks for coming in. I mean, I've, so much I'd like to ask you, but but first of all, when when a team you were on fifty years ago <laughs> gets gets honored and people want to say hey we, we got to give these guys some recognition are you kind of like what took you so long or <laughs> how does it make you feel well i think it's always great to be honored whether it's the year after you win it or 50 years later or i think i think the good thing about this is that the oil kings are back in town i think if there was no oil king team uh there wouldn't be uh that much excitement about it, really. I mean, we wait 50 years to get into Hall of Fame uh, after what we did. I mean, it. But with the All Kings back in town, and and you get to be associated with them and the young guys coming up, and I think it makes it more exciting. Yeah. Well, it's uh, we could play. How's your memory here tonight? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 50 years is a long time ago. I, I had to phone one of our teammates and I said, send me that roster. i got to <laughs> check this out and make sure we don't forget anybody. Uh, well, I got the roster here. <laughs> but uh, uh, Garnet Bailey the, obviously was uh, was on that team. Um, Bob, Bob, you were the captain? Yes, I was the captain yeah. uh, that year. 
Al, was he a good captain? He's the best. <laughs> you won the title, so you exactly. must have done something yeah, right. Was. Uh, was that your only year as a captain, Bob, or were you, were you the year before, too? The year before, I was uh, the, the uh, two years. The last two years I played junior, I was the captain of the team. Yeah. Did you, did you, I mean, did you, did you like being being the captain? Because sometimes guys, you know, they're modest about it or, you know, they let somebody well, else do we it. we had a great group, group of guys, and it was... Uh, it wasn't a lot of hard work or you know and uh, of course that year we changed coach but before that it was Buster Brayshaw so he ran a pretty tight ship so <laughs> there wasn't a lot that uh, you had to worry about but we had a great group of guys and and lots of leaders on the team so it was a it was a it was a very nice honor to be the captain and uh, I did my best. Uh, did you guys, and I mean, I know that was kind of a, a, a good run for, for the Oil Kings there in, in the 60s. Going into that season, did you f- feel, you know, this could be a good year for us? Were you already kind of thinking, all right, this is a year we we, we got to grab it? What do you remember about going through that? Well, I think that, that was, uh, we knew we had a good squad. In fact, I was looking over our roster. Uh, there was 20 guys up, uh, out of 22 players that turned pro. Yeah. So... And not a lot of guys that turned out to be superstars, but a lot of guys that had really good pro careers in the National League, in the American League, whatever. And and so uh, we had a really well-balanced hockey club, and and so we thought we had a chance. I mean, we we knew we were going in when we heard we were playing Bobby Orr. And <laughs> In those days, there wasn't any coverage of, of junior hockey, and so there was no film or anything you could watch. <laughs> we just heard all the rumors, and and uh, first game we played in that series, uh, uh, the rumors were true. He was something else. I think he scored it on Smokey McLeod in his first shot from a, just inside the red line, and we're going, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> so... Uh, they smoked us the first game, and, and uh, he was a big part of that. He, he's a, he was a phenomenal hockey player, as, as, as good as ever has played the game, I think. Well, it's, it's interesting you, you, you bring up Orr, and I mean, I can't, I, I guess if he were around today, the hype would have been like it was around McDavid and Crosby 10 years ago. But, Bob, you guys hadn't seen or play at all? Like you're just going in on total what you've heard about him or did you have any scouts that had gone and watched him? No, we, we didn't know anything. Like Hammy was saying, I mean, there's not like the uh, coverage that they have today and it's on TV and, and all the different sports shows and, and it's just what you, you read about and... and uh, the you, hockey news, right? Yeah, right. You get, uh, yeah that, that was your only <laughs> news. And, and so you go and, I mean... We won the West, and and we had a good team. We we'd been there, uh, well, three years. Uh, Amy and I, and and a bunch of the guys were together for for three years, and, and we went to the Memorial Cup every year. So it wasn't brand new to us to play in the Memorial Cup, but uh, to play against Bobby Orr and and the publicity that that he was, and and he came as advertised, and uh, and it was a good series. And uh, but we had a really good hockey team, a well-balanced team. We were able to that year to pick up. Uh, we picked up three, three, four players. We picked up goaltender uh, Don Cayley, 
and we picked up three from the S. Van Bruins who we beat. Ross Lonsbury, who was a very good pro hockey player, uh, uh, Teddy Hodson, and Jimmy Harrison. So we were able to augment our, our really good uh, roster with three, four good junior players and turned out to be very good pro what, players. What was it like being Oil Kings in, in the 60s? I mean, the Oilers weren't here. Um, you know, certainly the, Eskim- the Eskimos existed as, as another pro team, but I mean, were you guys the, I mean, there wasn't any hockey above you guys at that time, was there? Were you like the, the team that people were passionate about? I would say, so. well, yeah, it was the Eskimos in the summer and us in the winter. We were the, that was really the, uh, the best two teams in town and uh, we had a big following. We we played in the old gardens, and uh, it was well for two of the, maybe even all three years. It was on Sunday. We'd play Sunday afternoon games, and by law they weren't allowed to charge, so it was silver collection. So the rink would be packed, and they'd be hanging from the rafters. We get jammed six, seven thousand people in there on Sunday Sundays, and uh, that was a big happening in in uh, in Edmonton. I mean. Uh, Usually all the women would follow Falky around me, and we were, <laughs> but uh, just kidding. <laughs> but, but we were, we were, we were. It was a neat place to play. It was Edmonton was about I don't know three hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as big. Eh? Yeah. And, um, so you're you're recognized, and and it was a big deal to be a, a, an oil king. That the oil kings that was that last year was the seventh year in a row we've yeah. been to the Memorial Cups as a as a team. So the uh, uh, the, the reputation that the, and the organization that they built was it was really quite phenomenal. So seven years in a row. So the other teams in Western Canada must have just hated you guys. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you could say that safely. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't love us, and we had built up some big rivalries as in, in during those years because you know we usually faced off uh, either Brandon Wheat Kings, which today is a big rivalry with the Oil Kings still, and uh, I think two out of the three years we played the Estevan Bruins. One year was uh, Regina. Regina Pats, so. It was yeah. I don't think we were loved by anybody, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was great. I mean, the coverage that we got is, is what what the Oilers get today. We were front and center in the mm-hmm. the newspaper and the the sports uh, sports reporters covered us and and you know just like they did at the Eskimos at that time. And yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty big thing to be a knocking in, in Edmonton at that time. I mean, you referenced the, the current incarnation of the team and how maybe it helps, you know, shine some light on some of these great teams in the past. Then I know there were some other attempts for the WHL to return, you know, the Edmonton Ice, I guess, in the late 90s. Uh, but what did it mean for you guys to see the junior team come back again and to use the, the Oil Kings name again? Well, I thought it was long overdue. Uh, I was disappointed when they when they left and, and went to Portland, uh, but I guess at that point they felt that the two of them couldn't uh, coexist, and uh, so the timing was actually quite good when they came back. We'd gone through a, a, a situation in the '80s uh, quite similar to what. Uh, 
what we're going through now economically. And uh, so when the ice came, uh, there wasn't a big draw, and the Oilers uh, fan base had, dro had dropped be just because of the economics, I think. And, and so uh, the timing was great for it to come back. And, and it's two, two different markets. I mean, junior hockey is, is, is a wonderful game, and it's a family-orientated atmosphere, and everybody likes to bring their kids. And your kids are striving to be maybe play in the WHA or WHL and and so the I thought the timing was really good and, and uh, they struggled for a couple of years but then kicked it into high gear and, and uh, had some success so they've got a real good following. Yeah, pretty good run. All right, 716 in studio with Bob Falkenberg and Al Hamilton from the uh, 1966 Edmonton Oil Kings. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fighting, how tough you guys were. And uh, maybe we'll talk about some of your thoughts on the current NHL because I know you guys just can't wait to talk about all these fancy sticks and goalie equipment. All right? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, so now the Penguins are up 2-1 on the Rangers halfway through the third period. Still 2-2 between the Lightning and the Wings. That is six minutes into the third. Couple games still to come. The Blue Jays are up 4-3 on the Orioles. That is after seven. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports. In studio with Al Hamilton and Bob Falkenberg, members of the 1966 Memorial Cup champion Edmonton Oil Kings. They'll be inducted into the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame in July. Guys, thanks a lot for... Uh, for coming in again, um, the game in in, uh, in 1966. Uh, I mean, look, we always look back and say, "Oh, this was different. This was different." All that kind of stuff. You guys actually played it, and you guys obviously played pro and after junior as well. But when you, from your experiences, how would you say hockey's the most different now from when you from when you, when you guys played? Well, I w I would say the. The basics are the same. You have to do the same things to get the, to get the same result. I mean, you have to move the puck. You have to to uh, obviously get in a position to score. But but you start with the goaltending and the size of the goaltending and the technique of the goaltending as compared to the old stand-ups. And then you go to defense. And now defensemen are absolutely terrific skaters, or they can't play. Um, you move up front and, and there's no room, so they're making high-level skill plays and, and with no room. And so the, and their training is better, they're, I, I, I don't know, but the, the coaching is obviously much more intense. Um, it's, uh, there's not as much offense as there was for, for obvious reasons because of the, uh, the things I've mentioned. So the game has changed a great deal, uh, but it's still a great game. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I still <laughs> watch it and follow it very religiously. So it's, uh, I don't know, what do you think, Bob? Well, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is the way they can shoot the puck. Right, and uh, the sticks have something to do that with that. But they're training their bigger players now, and they they certainly uh, skate much better. I mean, we had three or four guys that could really skate, but now everybody skates. 
and I think the coaching end of it has changed a lot. I mean, uh, they have three or four coaches, and they have video replay and and all the technical stuff that they can can teach the players or show the players what what they did wrong or what they did right, where they they wanted them to go, where they went instead of the right place. And so I think the coaching end of it, uh, and. Uh, Certainly, the, certainly the money's a lot different. Well, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> eh? uh, what, no, what did you guys do in the summer when you were Royal Kings? Did you have time to train, or was it all, was it all work? Well, I remember working uh, Imperial Oil Refinery. Yeah. Um, for a couple summers, and uh, worked at uh, Highland Sports, which um, worked there one summer. Yeah, we we went to school. And we and we worked and. Now, did you have an off-season training regimen that you were expected to follow? I wouldn't say we. <laughs> I wouldn't say we trained too hard in the off-season. <laughs> I, I played ball every year, and uh, but uh, it was I, I. I remember getting an invite that was sent out by Punch and Lock to us uh, when when I was with the Sabers. And please report to camp. And, and in order to pass the physical, you must do 20 sit-ups and 20 push-ups or something. And I mean, you look at that; you've got a giggle now. And it, it, the the training now is it's year-round. It's big money. It is intense and competitive. When we even when we played pro, there there wasn't very many. It was predominantly uh, Canadians. There's right. a lot American and, and a few Europeans that came in the late 70s. But uh, now uh, you're drawing from all over the world, and, and so the competition and the, and the specialization is so different. I mean, you've got top six and bottom six, and you're, you're uh, seventh, or you're, I mean, I know. And, the, and the intensity and the scrutiny on you. Um, I mean, we could. I, we could screw up and, and uh, walk away from it and forget about it, but I wouldn't have to get up the next day and have it replayed for you about 300 times. <laughs> or talked about on shows like this. Now, yeah. uh, we got a break for the news. I'm in studio with Bob Falkenberg and Al Hamilton from the 1966 Edmonton Oil Kings sharing some memories and stories of that Memorial Cup championship season. Great to get, have you guys in. More in a few minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, it is 732. This portion of the show presented by Action Furnace. Action Furnace is the home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. In about uh, 35 minutes, you will hear from three-time Super Bowl champion, former New England Patriot, Troy Brown, who was in Edmonton today, and uh, Dave Campbell caught up to him. I am catching up with two members of the 1966 Edmonton Oil Kings. They won the Memorial Cup that year. They're going to be inducted into the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame later this summer. Al Hamilton and Bob uh, Bob Falkenberg. You guys were talking about uh, during the news break, and uh, I found this very interesting, and it's it's worth reminding people. You guys were not in the Western Hockey League. You were not even in a junior hockey league. What can you tell us about your schedule and competition that season? Well, we played in the league called Central Alberta Hockey League. That was a 
made up of ex-pros and good amateur players. And actually, the year '66 that we won the Memorial Cup, uh, Alberta hockey, amateur hockey, was well served that year because the the Drumheller Miners won the senior or Allen Cup. The Lacombe Rockets won the Intermediate uh, A Championship of, of Canada, and of course we won the Memorial Cup. So, uh, amateur hockey in Alberta won all the top awards uh, that year in 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 amateur hockey. Now, how did you guys do in that league? I mean, you're and, and senior hockey at that time. I mean, there was there were only six NHL teams, right? So the Allen Cup was a totally and I I love the Allen Cup. I was talking about it all last week on the show, but it was a different caliber of competition than it, than it is now. How did you guys fare against that that quality? Well, the, the, that year, I, I believe, we, we finished 1-2 or, or tied even for first place, and uh, we got uh, into the, the finals in our league, and uh, we, we tied the seventh game, and Bill Hunter's eyes lit up and figured that he would get another gate so that we'd, <laughs> we'd move to an eighth game. <laughs> And the league, uh, or uh, the Canadian Amateur Hockey Association, stepped in and said, "No, you have to get on with your playdowns." And so you guys—they de- declared us co-winners. Wait, they didn't do overtime? No, he—we usually did overtime, but in that game, <laughs> they said, "No, we're not going to do that." And and the game ended up tied, so they they declared us co-winners. But you grew up in a hurry. I mean, we were 16, 17-year-old kids playing against men, and uh, it was it was rough, tough hockey. So you you learn to look after yourself and uh, and stick together, and and uh, you grew up in a hurry because I mean there was there was fighting, there was stick work, there was everything else that you would you would go up against. So uh, that it was a great training ground uh, ground for for our team. Now, which of you was the was the better fighter? Hammy was always tougher than I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was better at receiving, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either one of us were what you'd call uh, tough guys, but but everybody had to do it a little more than now. Well, eh? you, you you didn't have uh, an, an enforcer at that time and and everybody looked after each other uh, and in one incident uh, Teddy Roger Teddy Rogers who was about five foot six five foot eight maybe uh, took on Jack Rudichuk who was a six foot three uh, big guy ex-pro that played for the Drumheller Miners and Teddy took him on and and held his own and and we thought he beat him so uh, Everybody kind of looked after themselves. You, you kind of, you, you, you'd get in fights, and some, some you'd win, and some you'd draw, and some you'd get, get a lesson. But uh, <laughs> everybody kind of took their turn at it, and uh, we had some tough kids. We had uh, Craig Cameron, who was a really strong, big guy, and and he played hard, and he, he would be uh, uh, what you'd call a power forward today, and he, he did a good job, and he went on and played in St. Louis, and, and uh, the Islanders, the Islanders, and so, I mean, guys off of that, that team, I mean, we had Islander alumni, uh, Ranger alumni, Buffalo alumni, uh, L.A. King alumni, and, and, and so, it was 
get, just getting back to a great group of guys and and I guess the the other thing they talk about attitude and and when when we were playing and and especially that year you expected to win you you know you just went to the rink and you had that feeling that you were going to win and and as you won the series the next series and 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 you you just thought you were going to win so it was a winning attitude now we're now I want to ask you this because this this has come up a, a, a lot this year it it seems and I don't know if you guys uh, know this but uh during hockey season, I cover the Oilers, and they haven't done very well the last few years. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, people talk about, oh, well, losing culture, losing attitude, and stuff like that. And, you know, I talk to other athletes who talk about how important the mental strength is. But where, where did it come from for that team? Because, I, I mean, I know you had that incredible run. Does it just, once it starts, is it just like you, you, you don't lose it? You just build up that belief? Or where does it come from? Oh, I think, I think. I, I think very much so. I mean, when you look, uh, and today, uh, the L.A. Kings, I mean, you expect them to win. Chicago Blackhawks. So it, it's just a matter of getting it started. I mean, those two teams have had their tough years, and, I mean, Chicago went through a very long period of time where they didn't win nothing. But you start winning, everything gets a little easier, becomes more fun. And it's just a matter of taking time, and it, it, <laughs> ten years is a long time. But uh, I, I think uh, it's something you have to work at. It it yeah. just isn't. You don't show up at the rink one day and say, "Well, we're winners." It's something you have to build on, and you build through winning. So that Oil Kings team, especially by '66, had had that vibe, for for lack of a better word, Al. But you guys, to get back to the to the Bobby Orr angle and and facing an Oshawa team that you, you didn't know much about, especially going up against Orr and falling down two one in the series, did did doubt start to creep in that year, or were you guys still totally together? No, we're going to figure this out. No, we kind of had to figure it out. We had to start some stuff out. Uh, our goaltending went kind of wonky there for a while, and we had a little meeting with him and some of the shape up and. Uh, and I don't know where his head was at, but it, it, he was a heck of a goalie, and he came back the next games and, and played great. And so we st we did stick together. We and we were uh, we didn't look at things. If you lost one, you're, that's the end of anything. We we just picked up and, and got right back at it. Uh, when you have that many guys that have. have, have they got they're mentally tough and have been through the wars with senior hockey and it, it, it all helps. As far as you know, the oil oilers. I mean, they they uh, probably need a couple of good veteran veteran players that that have been there and uh, and they've got some good pieces here that they're they're gonna. I I think there's a there's a big upside. But they're going to probably be pretty active to fill some holes this summer. Uh, you guys both uh, were Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Uh, you guys were both at the final game, right? Yes. You bet. What was, what was that like? Because for me, as someone covering it, and who's a fan also, just seeing, because usually when there's a reunion, it's a specific team, right? The 84 team was here and... You know, uh, other teams will have whatever honor or past team. I was just like, man, like the, they invited anybody who wanted to come. 
then, I mean, there were guys there that just played a handful of games. Or, and then there's the, the banner guys there. And just to see everybody, first of all, in that one room in the morning, and then you guys all went out one after another in the, in the orange jerseys after the game. It was, what was that whole day like for you guys? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, some guys you hadn't seen for 35, 40 years. And, and is, uh, the best thing is when we got there and we put our jerseys on. Because <laughs> some of the guys even that we played changed a lot over those years. And, and, and then you started getting guys from subsequent years, different decades. And, and so it was, it, was, it was neat. It was, I, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was just touching base with, with guys you've been to, to war with, and, uh, and uh, they did it very well. And when they did the interviewing thing, they did a cross-section of guys from the first years, and it, it was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Bob, i got to ask you a question here. San Diego Mariners. Great city. Yeah? <laughs> Great hockey market? Yeah, actually it is. It's a very good hockey market. They went back there this year, and they're averaging, I think, about 8,500 people. And uh, I got traded the second year, uh, after the second year, or during the second year, I got traded for Bobby uh, Sheehan. And uh, the team was in New Jersey, but that summer they, they moved the club to uh, San Diego and became the San Diego Mariners, playing in the World Hockey Association. So it, it was, uh, they, they'd always had a great hockey success in San Diego with the San Diego Gulls. Uh, Willie O'Ree is still a legend in San Diego. And uh, we went down there and, and, and we drew, we drew really well. We, we, we had the 8,500 that are still going to the games today but uh, you know, when when the big teams come in, Houston and the Howe family and that, we'd draw twelve thousand, and uh, it it was a, it was a very good place to play hockey. Before uh, before we wrap up, by the way, I got this is, I know this is radio, so it's not the great format. Bob, what do you think of that picture they got of you on Hockey DB? You remember remember when that one was taken? Pretty good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a great one. Uh, you still got the mustache going. So, um, you guys were talking during the news break, and I, I want to get this on on air as well. Uh, you know, I, I did uh, I did the documentary for on Rexall Place leading into the final game, and uh, talked to Skip Craig, and he brought up Bill Hunter, and you guys during the news, and I want you to tell this story, the story, the connection between. The team you played on in 1966 that wasn't even in the Western Hockey League to eventually there being a pro team and then an NHL team in Edmonton, be largely because of Bill Hunter, right? Yeah, Bill Hunter, Bill Hunter came in uh, that the summer before uh, and uh, uh, Leo LeClaire had, had retired and, and so Bill came in and he was uh, came in all guns blazing with in I think his eyes lit up at the opportunity with with the team that we had coming back, so uh, that 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 uh, that year became a series of a thousand meetings, probably monthly, uh, for him uh, pumping us up and keeping us uh, focused on where he wanted to go, and and the uh, so from there. Uh, when we heard that he was going, at least I know when I heard it, that this WHA was forming, um, I really 
I couldn't quite believe that they were they were going to pull this off, and uh, and I've, but I really didn't want to hear from him because I knew what a great salesman he was, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was quite happy in uh, playing in Buffalo. And but anyways, he he had this scheme, and 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 he was the big push that that created the WHA. There was there was. Uh, People that were, they called the founders and everything, but Bill was the guy that, that got people, uh, got the money behind it and got people involved in Winnipeg and and Quebec. And and so he, uh, even the year after we finished our, that junior year, we had played the, a few exhibition games against the Saskatchewan Junior League. And I know that he and Scotty Monroe had something much bigger envisioned for junior hockey in Edmonton and not in a senior league it was going to be this Western Hockey League and so the following year that that came to fruition so Bill has an awful lot to do with with the success of hockey over uh, quite a quite a span of time where uh, his initiative and his ability to promote things uh, wasn't there was nobody better that uh, uh, Subsequently, we got we went into the Western League, and then and, and then the Oilers came along, and uh, yeah. and the rest is history. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to share some of this history tonight. Again, the 1966 Oil Kings beat Bobby Orr and Oshawa four games to two in the Memorial Cup in Maple Leaf Gardens in uh, Toronto, and uh, that team going into the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame uh, this July 23rd. Bob Falkenberg, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Al Hamilton, great to see you again. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> brought up some good memories. Right on. Thank Inside you. Sports on 630 Chad. Quick timeout at 747. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Well, that was great. That was great, man. Two guys from the 1966 Edmonton Oil Kings, Bob Falkenberg and Al Hamilton. You just heard them in studio for the last 45 minutes or so. Great uh, or so, great stories, great recollections of that season. And what's interesting to me, Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's for for. I mean, I was born in 1974, so obviously, you know, as I grew up there, I, I remember the WHA a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's always been the NHL. There's been the Western Hockey League. The whole landscape of hockey was was different in 1966. You just at, at that time still just six teams in the NHL, mm-hmm. right? Soon expanded to 12, and then kept going from there. But the junior hockey was not organized to, yeah. to the level it is now. I mean, the, the, and I I didn't realize this. These were uh, a, a junior hockey team playing in a senior league. Mm-hmm. Against men, and the senior hockey was pretty good because a lot of guys, a lot of times the the next six Bex teams not in the NHL were Canadian senior teams, right? So, yep. so Drum Heller won the Allen Cup that year. Lacombe was in the league, won the Intermediate A Championship. Mm. So you had three teams from the same Alberta amateur league win national titles, including the Oil Kings winning the Memorial Cup. So I found Amazing. that I found that. Uh, very interesting, and then Bill Hunter from there forms the Western Hockey League. Now yep. we have the Canadian Hockey League. We have the we have the Memorial Cup in a tournament format mm-hmm. rather than just a series format, as it was when this version of the Oil Kings won it. So that's yep. pretty cool. They were a little modest about who was the better fighter. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I thought I'd have some fun with them by asking that question. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on tonight. The Penguins have won, beating the uh, New York Rangers tonight 3-1. So it's a 2-1 series lead for the Penguins. Crosby, Cullen, and Latang got the Pittsburgh goals. Nash, the only goal for the Rangers. The Lightning leading the wing. Do you have that one on, Kellen? Did it just end? It's it's over, yeah. It did it's end. It's a final. Yeah. So the Lightning took it uh, 3-2 because mm-hmm. the internet still says eight seconds left. Uh, now it says it's over. So 3-1 in the series for the Lightning. Kucherov, two more. He already has five in the pay- playoffs. Palat had the other one for the Bolts. Helm and Nyquist scored for the Wings. Blues and Blackhawks underway. Scoreless six minutes in. Same point of the game for the Ducks and the Predators. No score there. We'll keep you updated on those games. 4-3 for the Blue Jays in the top of the ninth in Baltimore as they try to close out the Orioles. You can text us at 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Topher Allen says uh, it might be too early, but it will be very interesting to see how much, if any, the ratings have dropped without a Canadian team in the playoffs. You know what, Topher Allen, I'm glad you brought that up because I have notes on that. And I have them right here. Yeah, I was going to say there were some numbers that came out about that today, isn't there? Yes. Well, we had we had Chris Zelkovich on last week, who's a uh, Canadian sports media blogger, and he said that they would probably drop by about half. Right? Well, so far, playoff ratings are down 61%. Wow. 61%. So from Wednesday to Sunday, there were 20 games. Mm. Okay. Average viewership of 513,000. Last spring, in the first uh, 21 first-round games over the same period of days, Mm. 1.306 million. So down from 1.3 million to 513,000. Yeah, that's substantial. That's a hit. So that's what what is happening. Um, What's this stat here? One in every 69 Canadians is regularly tuning into NHL games at this time of year. That's the number that blew me away right there. It's, it's just one out of every 69 Canadians, whereas last year you probably had 68 out of 69 Canadians tuning Well, it wasn't that hockey. high, obviously. I mean, the ratings, <laughs> like, it was, it was, so it was 1.3 million, yeah. so it would have been 2.5 out of 69. I mean, that's the thing. There are a lot of people who don't watch every game. Yeah, I exactly. mean, we're, we're immersed in doing this sports show every day and, and interviewing sports people. A lot of people don't watch everything all the mm. time. But that's what Chris Zelkovich said last week. You're going to lose. Look, the, the the men and women and boys and girls who want to watch every game and, you know, hockey, watching hockey is their main leisure activity. Yeah. They're, they're still going to watch. And maybe oh, they're yeah. in a pool or they're gambling or they just really like it or whatever. They're still going to watch. Mm. But the fan who, you know, sort of has a connection to the hometown team but isn't that avid about other teams, they they are not going to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to lose the people who will just watch because they live in Edmonton and they want to see how the Oilers will do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't like hockey, but your buddy watches the Oilers, so you'll watch with him. Well, now he's not watching, so you're not going to watch either. Or so old, all those people are out. Yeah, or the older demographic that's always been a Leafs fan or a Habs fan, and their team's not in it this year, so they're obviously not watching, right? So so there it is, down 61% the rating so far. Topher Allen, thanks for that text. Here's what we're going to do. We have some news about body checking from Hockey Edmonton. We'll get to that. And three-time Super Bowl champion Troy Brown, former New England Patriot, all ahead inside sports on Chet.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.